Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to another edition of Inside the Firm. I feel like it's been a while. Happy to talk couple to weeks, you. Couple weeks, couple uh, weeks. That was my co-host, Lance Psycho, interrupting Lance, as we like to call him here on this podcast. You got it. First, what do you have for us? What do I have? I'll tell you what I've got. With 2021 well underway and trade shows still weighing physical exhibitions, it's time to start planning how you're going to get your continuing education credits this year. Arquette can help. Along with product manufacturer products, specifications, CAD, and BIM, Arcat also provides a list of over 150 manufacturers with accredited courses. It's just another free resource that Arcat provides to make your life a little easier. So start earning those credits at arcat.com forward slash CES. That's A R C A T dot com forward slash C E S. Let me ask you a question, Lance. I might answer. What, what is the biggest indicator of whether trades will do multiple different tasks or not? Hmm. If they would do multiple different tasks or not, yep, uh, right what is the biggest indicator? Yep. I don't know, Al. I wish I had a good answer for you. The tools required to do that. Task. Okay. If the tools required to do that task are similar the trade will perform that other task. Mm. For example, framing, mm-hmm. a fr- uh, rough framing carpenter sub will do rough framing. They'll also do the siding, but they don't do the plumbing. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Why not? Different different tools. Different tools. Vastly different tools. A whole different van. You need a whole different van to do that. I'm learning. Concrete people, sometimes, a lot of times, concrete or stucco is different from your framing crew. Mm-hmm. And that's because they have a whole van worth or a whole trailer worth of other tools. And if they are sitting in their shop not being used, you are not getting a return on your investment, right? Mm-hmm. What tools does a general contractor need? He, need? he or she needs a tablet and or a laptop. What tools do an architect need? Uh, he or she needs a tablet and or a laptop. Interesting. Weird, huh? Interesting. Back in the day, not the case. Back in the day, you need a drafting board. You needed a library of books and details. Literally a library. You needed... Your, now you just go to arcade.com. <laughs> literally, you can go on the internet and get specs, get details at arcade.com. So you have the same tools. You have a lot of the same thought processes. You're familiar with architecture and how a building goes together if you want to make that leap to become a builder go to architects guide to a r c h i t e c t s guide to to dot com you will get our step-by-step guide of <clears throat> what you need to start the construction company what you need to study for the test what experience you need to get 
how to set up a job for success, how to run a job for success, all of those lessons that we wish that we learned and we learned piecemeal, put together so that you can run a smooth project, extend your profit, extend your revenue, extend your security, gain knowledge so that you're actually better at your architecture job. It's a win-win-win. Uh, go check it out, architectsguide2.com. Oh, uh, there's a new coupon. And make sure you enter the, the, the new coupon, coupon code, INSIDER. It's all caps, INSIDER. You'll get 25% off until next Sunday, March the 14th. Yep. And then it goes it goes away. So insider, because you're inside the firm, insider. There you go. You got it. You got it. You got some lessons for us, Mr. Al. I got a contractor lesson for you. Uh-oh. And actually, it's a client lesson. It's a client lesson, too. So for architects. And it's, you have to mirror your client. And What do you mean by that? And if you can't mirror your client, it's probably not good for you, mm-hmm. right? I had a client. That was extremely flexible and uh, I see you have the word written accountable, but I sense that it's not the right word no, that you want to use. No. Uh, what am I looking for? Accommodating. Ah, accommodating. Flexible and accommodating. Those flexible two go together. and accommodating, yep. right? So much so that like it helped us fill a schedule in the gap. Um, that was his purpose. Um, all that flexible and very accommodating. And we get down there and the, the job site that he was going to prepare was not ready, right? And it dawned on me and it goes, oh, I have to mirror what he gave me. If he's going to be flexible and accommodating yes. to yes. us. Good point. I have to be flexible and accommodating to them, mm-hmm. right? And that's mm-hmm. something I can do, right? There might be other clients that uh, might be very precise and demanding, can you be precise and demanding? Yes. It, you can. Absolutely. Right? So, and then you can reflect that in, in, in how you interact and how the contract's laid out. Here's a big red flag. It's come from, uh, I've interacted with at least two clients. And if you hear these words and then apply this concept to, to other situations, I think it'll help you out. Here's the, here's the words. I have a problem with trust. I have problems with trust. Yep, I have problems with trust. If so, this is a potential client. Yep, talking talking to you. Okay. And and here's the issue with that is that can I mirror that? I don't have problems with trust. Oh, that's a good point. Can I mirror that? Probably not, right? But let's say I can't mirror that, but I want to accommodate that. Mm. It's going to be difficult and why this is such a red flag this particular word having problem with trust is because they're not going to trust everything that you do and they want double, triple verification. Mm -hmm. So what that means is that you can either decide that that doesn't align with your values because you can't do the flip, the opposite, right? Or you can say, I have to really accommodate that. And that's not something that I normally do. It's literally double or triple the price. Yep. Double or triple your price or just completely run or or don't run. Right. Now, there might be other scenarios where you feel that they're mirroring something that, or saying something that we didn't talk about, but that's the question. That's the concept. Can you mirror this? How do you accommodate this? And if you can't, then don't. And it might be so much that you dig into that question a lot. I'm like, yeah, uh, you know, I never really trusted people. I got ripped off, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it w- will read down that rabbit hole of, of somehow you backing out because you don't deal in that world. 
So it's so foreign to you, it's painful. Um, And that's not what you want to be doing. So be on the lookout for that. Watch out for that. Yeah. Al, we have some some mail. We got a question from a listener. Awesome. Let's hit it. So Greg Kishko emailed us today, this morning, and asked the question... uh, he said, question for the podcast. Uh, love the Architect Plus Build. Love, love the idea of Architect Plus Builder. I always admired it because you get the whole package instead of separating and, and get a good profit while doing so. That is correct. The only problem I see with that method is that there are no checks and balances in place. This makes it very easy for a person with no integrity and honesty to swindle honesty to swindle the client out of money. I understand architects look out for the best interests of their clients, but if the architect and builder is the same person, then it's very easy to not tell a client about a $100,000 mistake that was caused slash missed by someone in your company. How do you create a checks and a balance system with this method, Al Gore? Well, first, and I think we'll get into, we had a good, a good conversation. And it's a good topic to bring up. It's such a hard question because what's stopping an architect from swindling? And he just said the statement. That's oh, a really good point. Let's let's just drill down on what's stopping an architect yep. from swindling a client. Sure. And, and the statement was, well, they look out anybody, for anybody actually, any service provider. What is what is stopping any service provider from swindling a, a dentist, client? a doctor, doesn't matter, uh, accountant, yep, anything, anything. And I think um, in this day and age, the the if we boil it down to the concept, the concept is capitalism. There you go. Like uh, meaning, you are competing. With, with other people. Let's call it not capitalism because I think of what Alex is really getting at is the, the free market, right? So there are still markets that are generally free, right? So a service-based industry, you're going to be competing freely right. in the market with other people. Right. Um, and there's two parts to this question. Like one is the swindle question and one is the checks and balances so there's not an error, right? And, and the way you can set that up too is that if you have an architect building firm is that have someone else check over stuff in 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 your firm? Have someone else do it. If you're um, brand new, get a mentor. We've talked about that before. Yep, yep. Um, but I've also had I, I know of of builders. Nick Renard is one um, who is an architect and builder, and I, I don't think he has his plans reviewed more than just the building department. Um, and maybe maybe some insurance people are are looking it over. Uh, so if, if you're competent. Uh, I don't necessarily think you need that double check, but there. The other thing too is like there's there's always going to be something that pops up, you know, and, and it's how you deal with that and how you set that up with your client and how you set up that trust. Mm-hmm. And one thing, once we get more into this, uh, the questioner gives uh, some other examples, and I looked over to Lance. I was like, I've just never even thought about how to swindle people out, you yeah. know, like I haven't even just thought about it because it seems like a bad idea. It's, it just seems like, again, it's not within the character. It's not with who you, I can't mirror that. Like I just can't be that. So, um, that's my first take on, on the question. Well, so what I, I like is drilling this down to the market, right? So, uh, why it's, it's, you are competitive with all your fees, right? So If lumber prices have already skyrocketed 250% since last June, and I talked about this maybe three or four weeks ago, if lumber prices alone, right, and everything else is is, is through the roof as well, uh, windows, doors, all, all kinds of building materials are like crazy expensive right now. If that's already happening, 
and you're seeing projects die because the material and labor prices are already through the roof, then you're committing suicide by inflating it even more. Like you're committing double suicide. You're ba double homiciding yourself. If you inflate a like sub's price. You, there's no room to, get, to even do it. There's right. no room to even do it. And an architect could do that too with MEP subs, with civil subs. I saw in um, a group online earlier this week that um, people are still adding... So like architects will hire, they'll be the they'll be the um, they'll be the prime, and they'll hire the MEP people, the civil people, and they're marking them up between ten and twenty five percent. They're already what's, doing what's it. Stopping them from doing fifty. What's the market? <laughs> the market, yeah. So that's your check and balances is, is the market, right? And I think we I think we forget about that. So if anybody is thinking about doing that, this kind of crazy stuff, well, you're going to get checked by the market, and that's your problem. But also, there is no foolproof check. Just like there's laws, but people still break the laws. You know what I mean? Like, and, and some get caught and some don't get caught. Yeah. So, so you can't create an answer that, that solves it. Because if someone's going to want to swindle or be, be the bad guy, they're, they're going to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there was an example. Um, apparently, knife stabbings in Longmont is up. Did you hear this? Stabmont. That's why I call it Stabmont. <laughs> never, never heard of that. And one of the comments on Facebook was the city council needs to write uh, an ordinance, a resolution. Oh. To 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 address this. Oh yeah, sure. And I looked at someone, the person saying this. I was like, isn't that already illegal? Like, do Pretty you think sure the murder's people... been illegal since Cain and Abel, technically? <laughs> and they're thinking, oh, I I was gonna do it until the city council wrote an ordinance not to stab. Criminals me. really. Really pay attention to what politicians write. Exactly. And say. Exactly. Yeah. So when we first, when I first started answering this question in some private emails with Greg, um, the first thing I wanted to do and what I said is, uh, well, one check, and this is the instance for us is uh, we do open book, cost plus, methods. So you know, and you go, you'll see this in the course, right? If you take the course, architectsguide2.com, Remember the promo code Insider, you get twenty five percent off. Look at you. If you take the course, you'll see what we, we show is like, this is how we do it. We do it the most open and honest way possible with a, with a completely open book and then owners see exact invoices. Well, then the rebuttal was, well, what if you're telling your subs to inflate it? Okay, let's go all the way back to square one again. Good. Then why like why would I want to kill projects? I'm trying to, I'm trying to beat other people with, with pricing often. Yeah. And at the same time, maintain the profit. Like that's capitalism. That is capitalism. The client savvy too is so much more in this internet age. We talked about the you, tools yeah. that you need. You need a laptop these What's days. What's stopping the owner from going and getting um, a competing bid? And some of some of my owners do. Uh, there's one right now that I'm working with that we're going to be building for soon. And they said, "Hey, can we use can we use our old septic person?" I go, "No problem. I'm always happy to entertain other bids. Yeah, I'm always happy to try to work with some other people." And we'll see. They they are so savvy that some of my construction clients are also getting other bids, right? And then did I tell you this about one of my projects? <clears throat> Instead of sending an email with it, we were on the phone and, and I basically had to give the price. And I thought Oh, fair it, enough. It was gonna be too high and I thought that he was gonna go freak out, yeah. right? So I said, I'm gonna make up a number so it's not the real number. I said it was eighty it's gonna cost eighty thousand dollars, expecting him to, you know, kind of have this blow up. Um, and he goes, he goes, that's a problem because I actually did my own estimates and I laid out the numbers, uh, last week and I thought it was going to be between 80 and 85,000. And he goes, I actually thought it was going to be 80, but I thought I'd miss something. So it'd be 5,000 yeah. <laughs> more. So like 
the client was spot on. The client was actually spot on the price. Yeah. So if you're going to inflate something 20% and they have a computer and they have friends and they have a phone, I don't know. Good luck for you if that's what you want to do. <laughs> See how long you last. Yeah. Um, because the, the clear and honest approach that we've had in, in architecture just leads to repeat clients. And I think the same is going to be true in construction. Yep, exactly. Yep. So that was a, that was a, just once again, Greg Kishko, thank you very much for your, for your question. I think it was a good little topic to talk about and explore, right? Um, so, yeah. And if, if anyone has a thought about what they view as a clear solution, you can email me or Lance. Yep. I'm AKG at F9 Productions. Lance's LMC at F9 Productions. Um, maybe you've, uh, experience this and, and you have some sort of system you want to share, that'd be awesome. And maybe maybe the question was clearly coming from, maybe Greg can even reply back to my email again after he listens to this, is that, is it is the idea that, uh, is it coming from the standard practice with the AIA contracts where the architect is signing off on the work so that there is that check and balance? And then, so why I'm bringing this up is because if it is, then remember one of my, you know, or sorry, one other point I was making in our discussion this morning was, well, the bank, so, so if you, it's a finance loan, uh, the bank comes out and checks the work to see that the progress is done. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, I think Greg said something about bank numbers can't be trusted, but we're not talking about n- numbers yeah. from the bank. We're talking, talking about, about numbers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think there's two about, different. Talking about just the process. Yeah. Two different questions there. There you go. Okay. I want to tell Lance, you a story and analogy. You love fishing analogies. You love to bring up fishing whenever you can. Yep. This was, this is a jujitsu analogy. Okay. That I used for uh, someone in our firm and someone outside of our firm. And I want to see if you think that it's helpful and it might be helpful to some listeners, right? But before I get into that analogy, I got to tell you about my uncle. You know, my uncle. Uncle Paul. Yep. We were talking the other week. And uh, he has to bring the boat in. He's an Alaskan fisherman. Mm-hmm. You know, the, whatever. I don't watch those shows, but those shows is what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, the net was broke. Something else was broke. And Paul's been doing this for 30, 40 years. I mean, he's an ex- He's a captain of a, of a big ocean boat that catches fish. And it just hit me. And, it go, uh, and the thing that hit me was the problems never stop. Ever. It's how you deal with the problems. But they do not stop. You know, it's it's not like you're going to hit 50 years old and like all these problems go away. No, you're paid to solve these problems, right? So here's the actual analogy, right? Lance decides that he's going to learn jujitsu. Uh-oh. <laughs> Goes to a gym and actually he's working with one of the upper belts or the coach, right? Okay. They're going to show him some stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And they start standing and Lance is like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to learn, right? Whatever they're going to do, we're going to do. And... <clears throat> The, the teacher does a trip, gets inside control, gets you in the arm bar, happens quick, and you're like, holy shit, that was crazy. I did not know that I could be taken down that, that quick, right? Stands up, says, let's do it again. All of a sudden, you know, like, you're like, oh, I'm not going to let him get that leg again. Yep. Right? I, I know exactly what he did. I Yep. Right? So, obviously, he doesn't do that. He does something completely different, mm-hmm. gets around you, chokes you out, right? Happens really quick and you're like, holy shit. He, that's a new thing, right? <clears throat> there's so many of those that when you're first in your beginning stages, things are happening quick and there's so many different options that they happen fast, right? Now, just think it's a year later 
and this is, you know, an analogous to architecture. All of a sudden you've seen all these tricks, right? So all of a sudden when, when they go to take you down, you resist it, right? Because you know what's happening and you know how they're going to force you down. And all of a sudden they have to use force and they really bring you down like hard, right? All of a sudden they go to pass your legs. So you bring up your shin and they just knee right through it. Ouch. Right. <clears throat> and you know that they're getting inside control and you know, they're going to your back to, to choke your neck. So you get your arm in there and they capture your arm and they start crunching down on your wrist and you go, Oh, my neck's coming next. So you get your chin in there. Right. And they start cranking on your chin and then eventually you get choked out. Uh huh. And this, because this happened like a couple weeks ago, like I went to, and I was like, I got just beat up, like physically beat up. Right. But the analogy is you feel, you feel bad because you got beat up, but you are actually better than you were when you just started. When you just started, it was so quick. They just passed you and you but you at least put up a fight, huh? And you put up a fight and you were half a second late on every one. So every one you got smashed through, but you are better. And why I'm telling this to the audience is I feel like it's year three, year four, where you can see what's going to happen. You try to stop it. You try to help it. And all of a sudden you just, you literally kind of get beat down Mm -hmm. and you might feel bad about it. Mm -hmm. But the difference is if you remember last year or when you were just picking up red lines, you weren't getting any... Everything was going literally over your head yep. and you don't even realize and you it. You might even miss some of the red lines because it's so much information and you miss it. And it seems, you know, you're learning, you're excited. And all of a sudden, two, three years later, you're doing the same stuff. Mm-hmm. But now you're thinking you're dumb. You're thinking you're slow. You're thinking, you know, what's going on because you're getting comments from the cities. You're getting comments from your boss and you realize your own errors and you realize like, man, I almost got my arm in there but I couldn't get my arm in there to defend. The analogy is that is normal. That is literally the process of knowing and growing. And if you're in that stage where it feels like you're getting beat up, just know that you are way better than you were three years ago, even if the end result is the same. And the goal is in a couple years or five years, however long, architecture is a long game, they're still going to try to choke you out. They're still going to try to do an arm bar. How do you react to it? Right. Even if you get in a bad position, how do you move from that? Right. You should be quicker, faster. You should be nimbler, all that other stuff. But if you're in that middle stage right now, getting beat up, just know that is normal and that is okay. Right. And on that note, our good friend Nick has a reading from us from, I believe, the first Rocky. And if you remember the first Rocky movie, that's hilarious. He got beat up. He got beat up. He got his butt kicked by Apollo Creed, I think it was right. And then the second one. And he won the championship. Yep. So all the struggle. Here we go. Nick with Nick Reads. Hello, best friends. I hope you all had a great week this week. A reading. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place. And I don't care how tough you are. It will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, then you go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits 
and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that, and that ain't you. You're better than that. I'm always going to love you no matter what, no matter what happens. You're my son, and you're my blood. You're the best thing in my life. But until you start believing in yourself, you ain't going to have a life. Don't forget to visit your mother. Rocky Balboa. Toodles! Perfect timing. Fitting. Fitting. So the analogy is applicable. Applicable. There we go. We're having trouble today with the words. And the ones that start with A for some reason. What was the other one? Applicable is and then accommodating. There you go. It's not an A day for words. Yeah. So on that note, uh, I will announce A-R-E Jeopardy because it starts with an A. Let's bring the crew down for A-R-E Jeopardy. Fifty chance. Here we go. We got two participants plus you at home or in your car. Question number one. Exterior doorway landings shall not be more than blank inches below the top of the threshold. Okay. Is it A, 7.75 inches? This is IRC. B, 1.5 inches. C, 4 inches. D, 0.25 inches. A, 7.75 inches. B, 1.5 inches. C, 4 inches. D, 0.25 inches. Not a quarter, 0.25. Yep. Thank you. We have A and C. The correct answer is A, 7.75 inches. Yep, you can do that. Yep. Absolutely. Question two. Basements in every sleeping room shall have A, Two operable emergency escapes. B, one emergency escape. C, one operable emergency escape and one rescue opening that opens directly to a public way or to a courtyard that opens to a public way. D, rescue openings that opens directly to a public way or a yard or courtyard that opens to a public way. What do we got? What do we got? B and C. It is C. So one to one? Uh, no, nope. Two to one. Ross needs a comeback. Ross thought, needs a strong. I thought Ross got the 7.75 right. Nope. Oh. Was, nope. What was the answer again for that? Uh, one open, uh, openable emergency escape and rescue opening that opens directly into a public way or yard or corporate yard that opens to a public way. Okay. All right. Number three. And yeah. Tyler could catch up. He could catch up. Two more left. Tyler's just joining us. Okay, number three. The wind speed of the most destructive of tornadoes may reach a maximum uh, maximum wind speeds of up to what? A, 200 miles an hour. B, 300 miles an hour. C, 400 miles an hour. D, 500 miles an hour. The wind speed of the most destructive of tornadoes may reach maximum wind speeds of up to what? A, 200, B, 300, C, 400, D, 500. What do we got? We got D, B, and B. The correct answer is B. Oh, all right. 300. Tide could happen. Number four, what is the most common cause of building failure? 
A, a key error made by a member of the design team. B, a combination of interrelated contributing factors. C, ignorance of potential unusual loads. D, unrealistic expectations of material performance. What mm. is the most common cause of building failure? One, a, two. go ahead. A, key error by a member of the design team. B, a combination of interrelated contributing factors. C, ignorance of potential unusual loads. D, unrealistic expectations of material performance. Gresh loves this question. Going with C, B, and B, the correct answer is B. Wow, Wow. three-way tie. Look at this comeback. Don't call it a comeback. (laughs) And why this makes sense is uh, it's a combination of interrelated contributing factors. Every book, there's books, Why Building Falls Down. There's another one um, that's close to that title. It's always a combination of two things that at is least normally at a connection point that two different people were trying to figure out, and that's why buildings fail. I mean, yep, a couple of different disciplines. Yep. All right, the tiebreaker, right? So uh, it's I'm going to watch. It's the first one to write it and show it to me, and then the other people have a chance after that. Yep. What natural hazard causes the greatest annual loss in the United States? Flood. Correct. Blood is correct. <laughs> <laughs> he came back. Oh, wow. Winner of the first Defending two. his crown. Yep. Good Now, grief. you get to choose. Do you have any thoughts on lunch or no? Not Runza. Well, we're, we're talking. <laughs> while we are talking about lunch, Runza, if you we wanna, will oh, leave you with this. Uh, go to Architects Guide 2. Architects Guide 2, all spelled out. Um, T-O at the end, not T-W-O. And you can look preview about how to transition and how to grow from an architect to becoming a builder. If you haven't found us on Twitter, go to Twitter and find us. If you haven't found us on Facebook, go to Facebook and find us. If you haven't found us on Instagram, Instagram, go on Instagram and find us. And look forward to a YouTube channel launching, first time I'm announcing it, on Monday of next week. Uh, I'm not, we, we won't have video until the week after uh, video interviews, but... If you are a YouTube Red subscriber, you can listen to the podcast just like you would a podcast because you can close your phone up and still listen to it. I have YouTube Red. It works great. See you next week.